Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from July 26, 2021 with your host, Nate Lauks. Nate's guest today is the president of the South Bend Cubs, Joe Hart. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Lauks. Hello, friends. My name is Nate Lauks. Welcome to Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. We're glad to have you with us for the next 30 minutes to talk about local, state, and national issues that concern you as our listener. Though today is Monday, we do have a guest that I'm very excited about. But before we get there, it's time for This Day in History. On this day in 1984, Montreal Expo's Pete Rose tied Ty Cobb with his 3,502nd single, nicknamed Charlie Hustle. He is the all-time major league leader in hits at 4,256, games played at 3,562, at-bats over 14,000, singles over 3,000, and outs over 10,000. Throughout Rose's career, he made 17 all-star appearances, won three World Series rings, won three batting titles, and was named the National League MVP of the 1973 season. My listeners tend to be some of the most informed in all the land, but perhaps you might not know this. Pete Rose has a connection to this area. Did you know that his son, Pete Rose Jr., played one of his many seasons of minor league baseball with the South Bend Silverhawks in 1995? I remember going to a game then just to see if Pete Rose Sr. would be in attendance, and he wasn't, and I've been disappointed ever since. And that's on this day in history. On to the show. My guest today is originally from Emporium, Pennsylvania, but now comes uh, to northern Indiana uh, to be his home. Since 2012, he's the president of the South Bend Cubs, formerly the South Bend Silverhawks, and has helped lead a strong resurgence of minor league baseball in the region. He's a part of economic development in South Bend. He's doing so much over there. He's twice been named Midwest League Executive of the Year. Welcome to the show, South Bend Cubs president, Joe Hart. Hey, Joe, how are you today? Doing very well. Thank you for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe we're almost in August already. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, did you know that Pete Rose Jr. played for the South Bend uh, Silverhawks at one point? Yes, I did. And actually, along my stop of the way in my career in baseball, I actually worked for the Nashville Sound. Pete Rose Jr. actually played for us there as well. So Pete Jr. played many, many years in the minor leagues. But, yes. <laughs> It, I think he was, was in the minors for like 20 years. Bend. Wasn't he in the minors yeah. for like 20 yeah. years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it was well before my time in South Bend. But yes, I was aware of that. And while we're on the Pete Rose issue, we're going to get some other things. But going back to my historical fact real quick, I need to get your professional opinion as our, our resident professional baseball uh, you know, analyst here. Should Pete Rose ban be lifted from Major League Baseball? What do you think? Yeah, I well, I, I'm kind of torn on this. I definitely believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. So. I think that ban should be lifted and he should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, if you want to keep him away from managing and doing things on the field, I'm actually okay with that because what they did do broke the cardinal rule of, my, of Major League Baseball. You don't bet on games. However, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves that and his play on the field certainly speaks for itself. So, in my opinion, yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame and I'm actually okay if you keep him banned out of doing stuff on field and all that, I don't have an issue there, but his play on the field is deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and, and again, before we get to some other, I think, more meaningful and impactful conversations, I need to ask this on behalf of my my producer here. The trade deadline is July 13th. Are you expecting some significant movement in the organization, and will our producer need to get rid of his Anthony Rizzo Cubs jersey? 
Ooh, this is another one for me. Again, just my opinion. Um, you know, I grew up a huge Cubs fan, obviously, being a part of the organization when they won the World Series. Um, it's it's going to be hard to say this, but, you know, you got to take the emotion out of it. I think it's time to make some changes uh, in Chicago. Uh, I would – my list of guys that I would trade, I would trade Brian Rizzo, Kimbrell, and I would even look at doing uh, Kyle Hendricks as well. It's time to rebuild. We need to rebuild the farm system as well. You know, it's been a great run. I mean, yes, we only won one World Series over the last five years, but, you know, we've gone 108 without winning any. So <laughs> I think as a Cubs fan, we definitely got spoiled, you know, and then we've gone to the playoffs the last couple of years, but we just can't get over the hump. I think it's time to kind of make some changes as much as that hurts. I mean, Rizzo, Brian, all those guys are – they're going to be in Cubs history forever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to make the change and, you know, it's time to pull the bandaid off. Let's regroup and let's get back to the series again. Now, as someone intimately involved in the Chicago Cubs farm system, uh, how would you assess the health of the farm system right now? You know, I would say right now we're probably middle of the road. When we first became the Cubs affiliate in 2015, the Cubs were number one or number two in the minor leagues for their system. And, you know, that got depleted when they went out and got Jose Quintana. You traded away Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez. Uh, and there have been some other trades that have happened since. So I think right now we're maybe middle of the pack, maybe 17 to 18 in regards to top farm system. We do have some exciting players like Brennan Davis coming up. Raylan Marquez is the real deal. Um, so there are opportunities for guys to make a direct impact here in the next couple of years. But I think a lot of those guys are probably still two and three years away. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's get to some uh, other questions here. According to Sportico.com, minor league baseball lost a collective $800 million in 2020, thanks to not having a season because of the pandemic. Now, U.S. Senators Marsha Blackburn, uh, Richard Blumenthal, Mark Warner, and Tim Kaine, so a bipartisan group here of uh, senators and representatives, introduced the Minor League Baseball Relief Act, legislation to provide emergency assistance to minor league baseball clubs who have been, been hit hard by the pandemic the bill would provide up to 550 million in relief to minor league baseball teams uh to shut down that had to shut down for the 2020 baseball season how has the pandemic impacted minor league baseball in general but also specifically how has it impacted the south bend cubs franchise yeah i think the number one thing is as a whole across the industry you know we're lucky in south bend we've had a great franchise it's been stable um we've had great support there are a lot of minor league clubs out there, probably close to a hundred of them that maybe aren't as successful as us. So when you close down for an entire year, you know, it's tough for them to, to survive. And even though baseball's back this year, you know, nobody started at a hundred percent to begin with. You still had restrictions that cost us money uh, to be able to put on the games itself. So it has been a, a tremendous, you know, year and a lost year for a lot of teams out there. Luckily for us, we've been a little bit better than most. But even for us, we had to, we furloughed 15 people. We did, you know, probably close to 70, 80 small events that we could do last year with movie nights, you know, just anything that we could do to generate a little bit of revenue. To put it in perspective, we did about 10% of on our normal year would be in revenue. I mean, so wow. think about it, 90% wow. of your revenue is gone. Um, and the worst thing timing for us was it happened in March. We had spent or were spending a lot of money to gear up for the season you know, waiting for that revenue to come in only for it not to happen. So, you know, it was, it was definitely a struggle for, you know, everybody, you know, we're in a better situation than most. And, you know, I think that's one of those things why 
you know, it, it would be great to get this minor league baseball relief um, because not only is it going to, you know, it'll help, certainly help us, but it'll secure our industry for the next 20, 30, 40 years to come because I'm frightful of what could happen with a lot of teams out there if this relief doesn't happen. Yeah, and, and I I think it's a good point that you're making here because, again, for you, baseball is not just a sport in South Bend. It's a catalyst for so much more. In 2018, you told the South Bend Tribune that our goal is to develop and cultivate an experience at Four Winds Field that will bring people back downtown. We wanted the ballpark to be a community gathering point that we would provide an entertainment experience like no other. Now, the South Bend Cubs have a, a great minor league franchise, but you also have retail space, a housing development, and more. Explain a little bit to our listeners about the strategy for the South Bend Cubs as an organization to be more than just a, a baseball team. It's not just baseball. What is it that you're trying to do and build there? Well, I think the number one thing is this ballpark is actually owned by the, the city. So it's a regional asset. So for us, it's in our best interest to try to host as many events out there as possible. You know, I'm a realist. I recognize not everybody likes baseball and doesn't want to come out to a game, even though I, I implore and challenge everybody just at least come out once because you're going to find out it is so much more than just baseball you know at the end of the day we're in the memory making business our goal is to create memories for people when they come out and that's whether you know getting that first foul ball for your son or daughter or grandkids or on a sunday after the game being able to go out and play catch on the field that's what we're ultimately doing yes i love when we win um but at the end of the day we're selling an experience and by doing that we're creating long-term memories and you know, we have a great ballpark. It's one of the best in all of baseball. You know, so we're hosting, you know, we have our 70-game season, but we're probably doing another 30 to 35 events. I mean, the other night, for example, we had the comedian Fortune Feinmeister was out at the ballpark. We had a little over 1,000 people out there watching a comedy show. We got a couple concerts coming up uh, here over the next two months. We've South Bend Symphony held three events out there, and even uh, Ivy Tech and South Bend School Corp held their graduations for their seniors this year. So, for us, we want to be a good community asset, and by doing that, it's utilizing the ballpark as much as possible. And it's gotten to the point now that we're consistently drawing fans from within a 70 to 75-mile radius that are coming to Four Winds Field, which then stimulates the economy because you know maybe they're spending the night at the Aloft or the Double Tree downtown, or they're eating at Pegs or Bruno's and you know uh, for dinner before or after the game. So it's it's been one of those things for us. The more successful we are, the more successful downtown can be. And a perfect example is by not playing games last year, you know, our team hotel is the Aloft Hotel. We booked close to 1,200 hotel rooms a summer for the visiting teams. I mean, think about it. That's 1,200 less rooms they had. That's 1,200 less, you know, kids going out to eat at mm-hmm. Subway or one of the restaurants downtown. So it's a huge trickle-down effect. And I think that's the biggest thing with the COVID relief bill for minor leagues is I think people are thinking, well, oh, this is just only impacts the minor league baseball team. And it really doesn't. It impacts, you know, the food distributors, the hotels. You know, we implore, we employ, you know, over 200 seasonal staff workers uh, that weren't able to work last year. I mean, we, you know, we play close to a million dollars in seasonal revenues or seasonal wages to, to staff that just didn't happen last year. So it really is a trickle down effect. And I think that's where the COVID relief bill is going to be helpful because, one, it just strengthens our industry, but then it makes sure we can continue and then our vendors and everybody else we work with can continue as well. And, again, this bill is called the Minor Leaf. Uh, minor league baseball relief act now have you followed at all is there is there fairly wide support in congress for this or is it an uphill battle for the minor league teams 
No, I mean, I think that's been the best thing is everything we've heard to this point is uh, there's a lot of support for it. And the best thing is it's bipartisan support. It's not one side or the other. So in this day and age, when they really either side can't agree with each other on many things, this is one that they certainly agree on. But when you think about it, there's 120 minor league cities out there that this impacts. And, you know, you may have a Democrat leader in one city. You may Mm -hmm. have a Republican Mm -hmm. leader in another. You know, that's one of these things. This isn't a political thing by any means. It's, you know, it's America's pastime and it affects so many people in our communities. So it is exciting to see the bipartisan support. The other thing about this that, you know, I've heard from some folks that are like, well, you know, we think it's kind of treated more like a handout. Where are they going to find the money to do this? And, you know, and I I certainly agree, you know, um, you know, there's been a lot of relief bills out there, a lot of money spent, but from everything that we've been told, this is not new money being allocated. This is money that's already been appropriated mm-hmm. out of one of the other relief bills that this would come to. So they don't have to go out and find another $550 million. It's been already allocated. It just hasn't been spent, and they're now trying to earmark it to minor league baseball. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that this kind of relief package is, is already happening in other kind of entertainment or, and other arenas. For instance, the Save Our Stages Act was already, I think, approved, which goes towards performing arts centers and, and restaurants and movie theaters, these kind of things. So, you know, th- this this idea of, of providing relief for entertainment places, because like you said, th- there are such residual economic impact from these places. You're not just impacting the people that work at the South Bend Cubs, you're impacting you're helping, you know, I, I read a study that said the average minor league team has $25 million worth of economic impact a year in the communities that they're living. So, again, it, it's more than just a, a baseball team, right? Yeah, and, and you're dead on. We did actually one of those studies over the past year, and that's right around what the number was. I think it was $25.5 million is what the economic impact was. So, And that's on an annual basis. So think about that. In 2020, $25 million did not flow back into our community. And and I think that's a key number. And you multiply that over, you know, 100, 120 teams, and that's a significant amount across the entire country. And the other thing I want to point out about this bill is, because I've also heard from some fans, when you look at Major League Baseball, you got these guys making $200, $250 million to sign players. This relief has no impact on Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is not a part of this bill. They would not relieve any or receive any relief from it. It is strictly minor league teams, which are independent owners. Like the Chicago Cubs do not have any ownership group in the South Bend Cubs. The San Diego Padres have no ownership in the uh, Fort Wayne 10 Caps. So it's one of those things that it truly is for minor league teams and minor league teams only because it is. It's hard, especially now as you hear about the trade deadline and all these players trying to get extended. There are some really big numbers talked about in the major leagues, and I think that's the number one thing is fans hear that and they're like, why are we giving our taxpayer dollars to these guys that have that kind of money? And that's not the case in the minor leagues. And to add to that, too, you know, a lot of these, as I was doing some research for this, a lot of these minor league teams are in secondary markets, right? They're, they're not in large, large cities that might also have a lot of extra money to put towards these kind of relief packages. You know, when you're in a, a city of 100,000 or less, which a lot of minor league teams are, it, it can be hard to provide a lot of uh, relief internally for these kind of organizations. So, again, I think a federal package makes a lot of sense. We're going to take a little bit of a, a break here, uh, a real quick commercial. 
commercial break. And if you have a question, if any of our listeners have a question, you're welcome to text me or call me at 219-362-0522. If you want to talk about the Cubs a little bit, we'd love to do that. Or if you have a question about the South Bend Cubs, uh, we've got uh, South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart on the line. We'd be happy to entertain those questions. So we're going to take a really quick break and open up the phone lines when you get back. Uh, Stay right there on 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back to Sound Off. I am Nate Laux, and you are listening here to our program that we have South Bend President, South Bend Chicago, or sorry, South Bend Cubs President Joe Hart on the line. And we're talking about different things that are happening with the Cubs. We're talking about a governmental relief act that might be happening, these kind of things. And we want to get to your questions. If you have a question, you're welcome to call or text us at 209-362-0522. Hey, Joe, real quick, for those of us that might not know, what is the difference between high A and low A minor league baseball? Yeah, basically what it is, it's just a an advanced level. So essentially this past offseason with some of the restructuring with Major League Baseball, we went from low A. So low A is just a level below um, where we currently sit. And it's mostly kids that are anywhere between 17 to really 21 years old starting out their professional careers. So the way the levels work now is you have uh, low A baseball, which is the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, and then you have us at high A. And then double A would be the Tennessee Smokies and then triple A Des Moines, Iowa. So basically it's just a classification level that where they put players based on their talent level. And then they just progress their way and climb the ladder to make it to the big leagues. I typically tell folks that if you see a player in South Bend, it typically takes them about three years before they're big league ready. Now you'll have the occasional guy that that may not be the case. Um, but for the most part, that's what it is. Yeah, I think I remember seeing uh, Justin Upton come up through the the system. It may have been when it was still the Silverhawks at the point, but uh, you know he he worked out pretty quick. But it's it's pretty rare, I think, to to see a player like that move up so quickly. So yeah, one of the other ones was Ian Happ. Uh, he was with us, I believe it was 2016. I believe it was. Um, you know, obviously he was a college kid, so he's a little more uh, advanced and and mature. Uh, he was with us, and then I think it was when two years he was uh, at the Big Lakes at Wrigley. All right, let's get to a question here from one of our callers. Hello, you're on Sound Off. How are you? Welcome to the show. What question or comment do you have for South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart? Uh, good afternoon, guys. I got uh, a couple of comments and a question real quick. Uh, my uh, comment is, A, I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Hart for bringing the uh, World Series trophy to South Bend so that people around here got a chance to see it. And uh, years ago, they used to have uh, the players that uh, had it went through the uh, the system there at uh, Kowalski and then now Paul uh, Winfield. I like to see that put back uh, get a, a board to put up there, like uh, for the past players who have played there over the years. Like you could have one banner with just the, uh, the when it was uh, the Silverhawks, and then have a banner with the Cubs because you've had quite a few Cubs that have come up through the ranks already since 2015. Yeah, and actually, and that, that that's be... a good thing. Yeah, go ahead, uh, uh, Joe. Comment to that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's perfect. And, and first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you for coming out to the ballpark. I mean, that's part of the great relationship we have with Chicago. When we won, you know, when they won the World Series, you know, we, we made the ask, like, can we get the World Series trophy here? Uh, they said absolutely. And, you know, you don't realize – how special that trophy was being at the ballpark until you saw the people get in line. I mean, you saw people bringing in photos of uh, parents or grandparents that had passed away, unfortunately, that didn't get to experience this. Uh, 
that trophy is so much more than just as uh, a, a, a monument or something that recognized winning. It held such great hope and desire and just, I guess, really a lot of tortured years were able to go away when people were able to come out and get their photos taken with it. And then to follow up on that, yeah, I think we used to have that board, and I know we're working on getting it back for next year. Um, we actually had one out there for the Cubs, but over the last couple of years we've had so many guys uh, advance to the big leagues that it wouldn't hold the amount of names. So we're actually redesigning it so we can get it back out there so people can follow. You know, it's it's funny when you, you mentioned the, the Chicago Cubs World Series, it, there's been nothing like it in my life where that night after they won here in LaPorte, Indiana, I heard so many fireworks going off just because people were just so excited, just so just so thrilled. Things that we, you know, not only have they been waiting on this to happen, their grandfathers and grandmothers were waiting on this thing to happen. So it was really a special moment, I know. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it really was, and it was such a blessing. And, uh, you know, we've had it out there twice now. We we had it out there in 2017, uh, and then we held it again uh, out there in 2019 when we hosted the Midwest League All-Star Game. Chicago brought it back out, and they also helped us. You know, we had Ryan Sandberg uh, throw out a first pitch. He was our guest speaker for our luncheon, and then we had, like, four or five other guys, like Mitch Williams, Andre Dawson, Fergie Jenkins, uh, and others come out and sign autographs for us. So we have a terrific relationship with the Chicago Cubs. All right, we've got a text that just came in. If you've got a question, uh, 209-362-0522, you're welcome to text or call us here at the show. Here's a question for you, Joe. We've got uh, South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart on the show. Here's the question. Hi, uh, we went to a South Bend Cubs game several years ago and loved it. Now, loved is in all caps, so I think they really loved it. It was a great, fun experience. We want to go again when we are able to purchase actual seats and not just a seat in a section. So that's my first question. When will we be able to get actual seats? My second question is, is there extra security? There seems to be tons more crime in South Bend. I'm concerned about the safety of going there. Yeah, so the answer to the first question, we are now back to assigned seats. So the first half of the season, the way we had to do it and work with the health department is we were able to sell seats in a specific section. But then within that section, it was general admission so people could uh, socially distance themselves. Well, back, I believe it was July 6th is when we went back to actual assigned seats. So if you want to come out to the ballpark, you can buy a specific row, a specific seat, a specific section. Uh, now that all of our COVID protocols from the seating standpoint uh, have gone away. And yes, we do have extra security at the ballpark. You know, I'm happy to say, um, I'm, happy, I'm happy to say that, um, you know, from that aspect, we have not had uh, issues at the ballpark. We take it very seriously. And yes, we have South Bend PD uh, that comes out to the ballpark and at every game. And uh, that's our number one thing. We heard that when we took over back in 2012. So um, we want to make sure the fans are comfortable and feel safe when they come out. All right, here's a question for you. South Bend Cubs owner Andrew Berlin said earlier this year, we have some bigger plans for Four Winds Field. We're starting to draw up plans for a second level and putting in more kitchens and more elevators, more suites and more seats. We're building a stadium that's probably going to rival some of the AA stadiums and even AAA stadiums. So my question for you is, what are some of those things that you're really dreaming about as an organization and or some things that you'd really like to do in the next maybe five to ten years? Well, I think the biggest thing was, yeah, adding a second level um, where we can add some additional seats. We're typically selling out about 40 games uh, a year. So, you know, our ballpark, we don't have a ton of actual seats. Um, 
you know, there's not a bad seed in the place, but you know, there are many instances we sell out and then we go to the lawn or uh, grass firm seeding only. So I know sometimes people want to sit in an actual seat, not out in the lawn. So that would be one thing. We're going to add some more um, indoor suites up on that second level. We're going to kind of increase our Pepsi stadium club, which will give us the opportunity to host more events throughout the entire uh, off season, like meetings or sales meetings or holiday parties. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is just letting people know that, you know, we're never going to sit back and just rest on our laurels as to what we have at the ballpark. Yeah, it's a great ballpark today, but as times change, you need to change with them. So always adding new amenities is one of the biggest things. And I think really the only place to go for us now is vertical because we've kind of built on any of the other space that we've had at the ballpark. We've added the Tiki Hut. We've renovated the team store. We put in the fun zone. We got the performance center. We have the splash pipe. There's not a whole lot of actual physical land to be able to build anything else out there. So vertical is the way we need to go. So what do you do then if you're expanding like this, which I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear, because again, I, I just love the ballpark so much and I love the franchise. Uh, what do you do with parking then? Obviously you're kind of landlocked there and that kind of in South Bend, you've taken over some different areas, uh, gates, things, these things like this, but what do you do with the parking? Yeah, that'll be the number one challenge that we'll get to. And, you know, we've had some initial conversations with the city to see what other property that they own around uh, the ballpark. The good thing is, is a couple of years ago when they added, you know, the street parking has made a big difference as well. I know from our standpoint, when you're an organization that charges for parking and then they open up a bunch of free parking, you know, you're kind of bummed about that. But actually, that has been a blessing because it just, you know, as we've lost parking over the years, there's certainly uh, more opportunities now to park along the street and, the one thing I always tell people is, um, you know, last time you went to Wrigley Field, what parking lot did you park in right next to the stadium? And people kind of chuckle and they're like, yeah, I guess there really isn't one there either. So, um, but it is, it's, it's a concern of ours and it's something that we will always continue to address. And uh, so that is something that we are, we are looking at and thinking about as, as we look to expand. All right. We've got South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart on the show. It's an honor to have Joe on the show today. If you have a question or a comment for uh, the South Bend Cubs uh, president, or you got a question about just what's happening over in South Bend with the Cubs franchise, these kind of things, you're welcome to call us on the Liquor Ball Down Airline at 219-362-0522. Or you're welcome to text me as well for you young children that are on your texting and your Snapchats and your Facebooks. You're welcome to do that as well. Um, we're going to take another quick break, our final break of the show. Get back to some more questions for Joe Hart about the South Bend Cubs and baseball in general. It's an honor to have you with us, Joe. It's an honor to have you listening, everyone. We'll be right back here on 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back for our final segment of Sound Off. My name is Nate Locks, and you are listening to 96.7 The Eagle. We've got a couple phone calls we're going to get to. We've got South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart on the show today, and it's an honor to have him with us. We've been talking about the Minor League Baseball Relief Act that's been proposed by a bipartisan bill by Marsha Blackburn, Richard Blumenthal, Mark Warner, Tim Kaine. We've been talking about the, the growth and the improvements of the South Bend Cubs in that area over there. And we've been talking about just also just baseball in general. So let's get to a couple more questions before uh, the show's over here. Hello, you're on Sound Off. Welcome to the show. What's your question or comment for South Bend Cubs President Joe Hart? Um, hi, Joe. Um, I love the show. Um, Nate. Oh, love, thank you. Good. Every day. And um, we go to South Bend Cubs at least four or five times a year, maybe more. My, my question was, um, if the South Shore expands the line to um, Fort Winsfield, would they be doing like shuttle buses to help with the parking issue? 
Thank you. That's a great question. Is there is there a public transportation kind of maybe effort that could go on with some of these uh, expansions, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. That's been some of the conversations. I know when Mayor Pete was still here, you know, they were looking at bringing that right back downtown. Um, and that's something that we would absolutely welcome uh, to have that right by us. And, uh, you know, even right now, if it gets to the point that we are starting to see a lot of traffic, even take the South Shore in, even if it's to the airport and we have to do shuttles, we would certainly do that. We have not had um, the demand for that at this point, but it, without a doubt, as time goes on and parking becomes a little more scarce around the ballpark and fans are taking the South Shore, absolutely that would be part of our plans going forward. I mean, at the end of the day, we're always looking for fan feedback. We want to know uh, the best things to make their experience better. And if that's one of them, we would certainly do that. And uh, for the caller that just called in, thank you very much. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much it means that you come out to Forwood Field multiple times a year. Um, you know, we love doing what we do to take care of the fans, and, and it means a lot. And that's something that our organization does not take for granted. Um, you know, we love the communities surrounding us. They, we love when they come to the ballpark. But it's been part of our mission from day one that you need to see us out in your community. So I do a lot of speaking engagement within an hour, hour and a half radius of Fort Winfield. We do a reading program in a typical year that encompasses about 85 different schools. So thank you very much, and, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, here's a question we received. Uh, somebody that loves baseball, they love the behind-the-scenes kind of part of the organization. Does Is there anybody at the South Bend Cubs organization that gives like tours or anything like that of the field and, and also just of the stadium in general, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff? We don't do anything uh, specific or organized, so to speak. But a lot of times if somebody calls in and they want to do it and said, hey, I'm going to be in town, it's, you know, the team's on the road, is there somebody there that would be happy to give a tour? Yeah, the answer is yes. I mean, a lot of times I do it myself. I love talking about the history of Four Wind Field or Kovaleski Stadium. I love talking about the things we're doing, uh, you know, plans in the future. So, yes, absolutely. We don't have any, you know, like Wrigley, I know they do set times sure. every day. Sure. We don't do that. But if somebody wants to call in, they can certainly certainly do that. Yeah, I hear you're a little bit of a renaissance man. You're, you're not only giving tours, but you're still selling. You're still doing – you've got a staff, but you still do a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah, I do. Uh, I still sell group outings. I actually had a group outing last homestand. You know, about 20 people. It's one of the things I do. People tell me all the time, like, you know, that's something your sales staff should do. And I, I said, for me, it's what I started when I got into the business. I love working with people. Um, so, yeah, I, I sell corporate partnerships, group outings season tickets. You name it, I'll do it. I'll work on the contestant too. <laughs> All right, let's get to another caller here. Hello, you are on Sound Off. We've got South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart on the show. What's your comment or question for uh, Mr. Hart? Okay, uh, Mr. Hart, uh, right before the COVID hit, they were going to uh, cut back on uh, like 40 of uh, the minor league teams. Are they still going to do that? Uh you know, because, uh, since the COVID hit, or they're going to try to help them pounds in that there. And Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame along with Joe, Joe Jackson. Thank you. All right. Thanks Bye so much. Yeah, thank you for the question. And I also agree with you on uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson belongs in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but no, unfortunately, uh, yes, Major League Baseball went through with the contraction. There were 40 minor league teams that lost their Major League affiliate. So, um, some of those teams completely dissolved and no longer exist. Um, a lot of them switched to independent or collegiate league teams. There were actually three teams in our league that are no longer part of the Midwest League, and that was the King County Cougars, uh, Burlington Bees, uh, and the Clinton Lumber Kings. I mean, they they're they're gone. That was that was three teams in our league that are that were lost. You know, no longer have major league affiliates. So 
Yeah, unfortunately, we went from 160 down to 120 teams. And uh, again, that's been, you know, COVID was a challenge in itself. And then you have 40 teams that lose a major league affiliation. And that really changed the landscape across the board for minor league baseball. Ironically, uh, to go back to the beginning of the show, Pete Rose Jr. got hired to be a manager for one of those teams in 2020. So, uh, And then they dissolved. So he, he is no longer a manager in minor league baseball. But um, uh, anyway, uh, I'll give you the final word, uh, South Bend Cubs president Joe Hart. What do you want our listeners to know? What do you, what do you, uh, you know, again, what do you want to say to them? All right, the biggest thing is thank you. Thank you for supporting us. I know. When I got here in 2012, uh, the organization was struggling. In 2011, they only drew 112,000 people for the year. They were on the verge of leaving town. And a couple of years ago, we drew 354,000. So it took a lot of people to have faith in myself, our staff, and our owner, Andrew Berlin, when we came in and said we were going to make changes. Because a lot of times businesses will say that, and it's just lip service. Um, I think Andrew has proven that you know he's invested over $32 million on our corner there in South Bend with the apartments, the ballpark improvements, the performance center. And again, it's our fans that make us successful. The way I look at it, it's the region's team. I'm just lucky enough to get to sit at the helm of it. But, you know, we always want fan feedback. So if you're ever out at a game and you have an issue, please let us know. Um, It's certainly not intentional if there was an issue, but um, we're going to make it right. And, uh, you know, that's how our organization has been built. And that's our philosophy. And I think that's why we've seen a lot of improvement over the years. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for being on the show. We're grateful to have you, uh, and I hope uh, you'll come back sometime to talk some more baseball and talk uh, what the South Bend Cubs are, are up to. We love you guys here in LaPorte, Indiana. While we're not in South Bend, we're only a, a short drive away. So uh, we love you over here, and we, we wish you luck for the rest of the season. I want to thank our, our listeners as well for your questions, for your comments, uh, for continuing to engage with us. I want to remind you, we podcast this show every episode, so if you ever miss an episode, of sound off you're welcome to listen to it on our website hometownnewsnow.com or just wherever podcasts are if you've got your phone go to apple go to google play wherever it is you'll find it there subscribe to it rate it like it and uh continue to participate there again thank you to joe thank you to our producer uh dennis sedell thank you to our editor jeff woogazer we'll be back here on monday with laporte mayor thomas dermody but until then be good to yourself be good to others and go Cubs go. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 1230. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 96.7theeagle.com.